Praise the Lord. You may be seated. I am most honored to be here. Uh, I really love the Ocala Church and especially Pastor Bass and his kind wife and their precious children. Now all adults, I guess now, but uh, uh, they are very special to me and to my wife. And uh, I feel very honored to be here. Hallelujah. I have really been blessed. I've been treated uh, better than uh, I certainly deserve. And uh, I feel uh, sort of out of place almost because uh, Pastor Bass and this kind church has been so very nice to me and my wife. And uh, we're very thankful. Thank you very much. And to the preachers that have preceded me, uh, it's uh, suffice it to say, uh, they make me realize who I really am, uh, just a little missionary boy, and uh, I'm much better off sticking to my business down in Brazil than uh, trying to occupy a pulpit after such tremendous and great men of God. Hallelujah. So um, I will, and Pastor uh, Pastor Davis, I believe everything you preached. Uh, I really believe what he preached. And uh, as I've told a couple of my friends, uh, sometimes the price for truth is extremely high. It's expensive. It hurts. Um, uh, living by myself, quote-unquote, in a certain way, without having anyone breathing down your back to checking out what you're doing or this or that, it would be very, very easy to uh, try to overlook certain things, you know, and pretend they're not there and ignore them. Uh, be a lot less pain, a lot less white hairs. Uh... But my conscience won't allow me to do that. I've got too much Holy Ghost in me. Not that I deserve it, but it just makes a difference. And uh, I don't, uh, I don't know any other way of doing it except for standing up for truth. We had a very unusual situation to come up this last year. Had one of our main preachers to fall into sin and um, homosexuality, and it fell to my lot to go face him down. It fell to my lot to tell his wife, who didn't know anything about it, and uh, I may still face him further down the road. But uh, looking back over it, if I had it all to do over again, I wouldn't do it different. I don't regret what I what I chose. Um, it uh, it has been a very hard year, like Brother Davis said. Uh, I have just absolutely faced the devil all the way down the line, and a lot of others you have also. So I'm not by myself. 
Uh, matter of fact, these last 20 days or these last this month has been one of the worst months as far as spiritual battles that I've had in many of the year. Just an incredible pressure. And uh, it uh, you just have to hold on to what God's given you. Let me give you a little word of advice. When you get a little touch from God, you better grab onto it. Because a little bit further down the road, you may be short on fuel. You may have to reach back there in that back seat and pull out that extra tank of gas and put it to keep on running. You better hold on to what you get. Hallelujah. Um, I feel something for the Lord. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's sort of hard to preach uh, following somebody else because it seems like it's just a completely different direction. And if I miss the boat, well, please forgive me. It's just, uh, I'm just a little human being up here. So if I, if I miss it, well, please forgive me. Um, before I get off into the word of the Lord, just let me tell you a little something that I told you that uh, had uh, 20 some odd days of just pure hell on earth. But along with all of that, we have never had such tremendous power and miracles to happen around us. I mean, just, just incredible and awesome things that happened. I, my, my wife's sister, I brought her x-rays. I said, I don't bring her x-rays. My wife's sister, that would be my sister-in-law. That's one of those forbidden subjects. But um, she, uh, uh, she, uh, she uh, became very ill about two weeks ago. And uh, began passing blood in her urine. And um, if you've ever been to Brazil, you know what I mean. There isn't uh, too much of a... Um, uh, hospital uh, care and really if you really get down to it America's getting there pretty quick itself so uh, uh, sometimes I feel almost at home here so uh, but uh, she uh, she's a pastor's wife and she 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 began passing blood and it became in a very acute situation uh, uh, she was losing uh, almost a liter which would be what uh, three quarters of a quart or whatever and uh, and uh, she was uh, losing almost a quart of blood a day and it was just it was just a, a very unusual situation and uh, she was rushed to the hospital because she's fainting and, and, and such as and uh, they called me up and I went and sat in the emergency room me and my wife and uh, watched everyone else that's all shot up by the police and car accidents and all that float through and uh, uh, they never really got to her and so finally you know you in, in Brazil you have to uh, you, you really have to scream and yell to get someone's attention so we went up there and rattled the cage a little bit and such as and finally finally got her in, in the hospital and uh, uh, they, they started running tests on her and uh, uh, I would go every day and, and visit her she was about 10 or 12 days in the hospital and uh, I, would, I would go visit her and uh, uh, I said her name is Yoni I said well sister Yoni how you doing and uh, she, she was very very weak and they were giving her blood and they couldn't find the right blood type for her and so it was a big mess and so uh, uh, just just there and and 
her daughter came up and pulled me aside in the hallway and she said I talked to the doctor and the first results they ran I think 15 or 20 tests on her so the first results of these uh, first 10 re uh, tests show that she has a very large tumor in her bladder and uh, there it's uh, they, they will be operating on her uh, tonight or tomorrow and so uh, they they uh, they said there it was is a very serious condition and uh, so you know we every time I went there I'd pray for her, and there's others that prayed and and uh, it just you know these 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 hospital prayers that you sometimes do you know it's just one of those little quick things uh, but some way or the other somebody that went and prayed for her touch the Lord and um, it's about two days later they still hadn't operated on her and uh, couldn't figure out the delay and so uh, uh, her her daughter called me up and uh, she calls me uncle and uh, she said would, would you would you please come and, and take my mother to the doctor's office. I said, well, isn't she in the hospital? I said, yeah. I said, yeah, she's in the... And I said, well, why are you going to take her to the doctor's office? So, well, the doctor has requested that she come to, to his office to run a special test. And so, in Brazil, when they start talking that language, they want your money. And so, uh, they, they, uh, they, they, they asked me for some money. They didn't have any money. So, I paid for the test. Me and my wife, we got the money together and we paid for the test. And this... I went and got my car and went and picked her up at the hospital. There's no ambulances to help you on that. You got her in the, in the, in the, in the car and drove her down the road and found the doctor's office. And I took her in and uh, her daughter and I sat in the waiting room. And uh, this doctor, he charged around, I think, $200 or $150, whatever it was, and which was very, that's a month's wages for Brazil. And, uh, and they, they ran a, a, a fiber optic up into her bladder and uh, that was what the test was supposed to be and I just couldn't figure out for the life of me of why that she uh, you know why don't they already know the, the results they already got the x-rays and I got the x-rays here I just uh, I just uh, I, you know we talk about healings and all this and all that and sometimes we don't have you know the Brazilians say I killed the snake and I got the stick to show you too that's the way the Brazilians say so, um, uh, I'm just going to show you the stick, okay? And so, um, uh, the, here, here's the, if you can understand anything about x-rays or whatever. And so, uh, they, they went and did that, they went and did that test on her. And um, I was sitting in the, in the waiting room and as they brought her back out, her, from, from, the, from the, wherever the test was at, and they crossed the hallway and the door happened to be open and I raised my head and they both saw me sitting in the waiting room and the, the daughter, she just said, come, come here, come here. And so I got up and walked and so they were going into the doctor's office to hear the results. And so they, they, they sat down, the, 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 the Yoni, and sat down Adriana, which was her daughter, and, and uh, she, she pushed me forward and said, you talk to him. And so I sat there on the front you know, pew, you know, and uh, talked to the talked to the, the doctor. I said, "Well, sir," I said, "What's the results to the exam?" He said, "Well, he said I can't really explain to you what happened." I said, "Well, what do you mean?" He said, "Well, he said the reason why 
He said, I had y'all to come here. He said there was something very unusual that started happening at the hospital. He said we ran 10 tests, and he said the 10 tests showed there was a tumor. He said about such and such a day, he said the test all of a sudden changed. And he said, I went up there to the hospital, and he said, I told off all those nurses and told them that they were they were off in the head. He said, you gave me 10 tests that showed me where the tumor is at. And he said, what well, I'm trying to get down to find out exactly where it's at so I can do surgery. He said, all of a sudden, the stupid tumor disappeared. And he said, I had her to come here. He said, because I wanted to see for myself with my own eyes if the tumor was there or was not. It was not. It was not. Uh, hallelujah. was not shall we stand the book of Exodus chapter 10 I need your help today I am most definitely out of my place as far as uh, this is not my environment as far as I'm very well treated. It's just that I'm not much of this type of a preacher. But uh, if God will give me the grace. Two things. When I left out from Brazil, I came not with this scripture, but with the scripture I will be using in a few minutes. I came from Brazil with the scripture in my heart. And it was such a small old morsel of, of you know, it was so that that. That's not going to work, and so uh, it just—it just—it's not going to work. And so I have struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled. I stayed up last night until probably whatever three o'clock in the morning, perhaps I don't know. And they kept on coming back to that scripture. And the scripture that was given to me while I was in Brazil is the same one that Pastor Hood used yesterday. The very same one. And uh, when he when when he got to it, it, it just it, it just I said, my goodness. And so Leviticus chapter ten, verse three. Then Moses said unto Aaron, This is that. This is it that the Lord spake, saying, I will be sanctified in them to come nigh me, and before all the people I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. This is it that the Lord spake, saying, I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me, and before all the people I will be glorified. And let's go over to Isaiah chapter 50, verse 2. Therefore, when I came... Was there no man? And when I called, 
Was there none to answer? Is my hand shortened that it cannot redeem? Or have I no power to deliver? Behold, at my rebuke, I dry up the sea and make the rivers wilderness. Their fish stinketh because there is no water and died for thirst. Hallelujah. How to avoid the sin of selfish faith. How to avoid the sin of selfish faith. You may be seated. One of the, I stumbled onto that scripture that I read in Leviticus. It's uh, very unusual because it was put there just a few short words or a few short sentences after Aaron's two sons got themselves in big bad trouble. And basically what happened to Aaron's two sons, and I will not attempt to pronounce their names because I'll pronounce them in Portuguese and you know, mess up your thinking a little bit. What happened to them was that they took it on themselves to go into church and to have church on their own. And uh, they did not, uh, they they did not think on the consequences of what they were doing. What they had in their mind was a chapel service, just me and you, and maybe a couple other John Does. But that's never been God's intention for church. God does not have a closed society. The doors of this church are not closed to the public. We are not uh, uh, cloistered. Is that the right word? Cloistered. Well, I got pretty close to that one. Next year, I'll probably do better. Uh, we're not cloistered. Whatever. We're not we're not closed in. Sometimes you come to church and people get this attitude that they're they're you know, well this is a private little club. Oh God, if you just give me some some words. And so we 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 come and we're, 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 we 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 sometimes we get the idea that uh, it's just us and me and nobody else. But that has never ever been God's intention. God has never had the intent that uh, well we'll just take care of our little selves and fool you on the rest of the world. Let's just close down our doors and we'll just let nobody else come in. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. I've got a little lady in my little church down there, and uh, she, uh, her name, uh, she, she, I guess she is. Her name is Santa. Santa means holy. 
She's not really, but she thinks she is anyway. And uh, Santa, she will come to church and every blessed service she'll come forward. We have our prayer request around the front. Every blessed service she'll come forward and she'll uh, raise her hand. Well, what's your prayer request? I could tell you by memory what her prayer request is because she never changes it. She asks prayer for her husband. She asks prayer for her son who's a homosexual and got kicked out of church. She asks prayer for her daughter. And that's it. That's it. There's, there's no, there's, there, I mean, you're, you're not, you're not in it. I don't get no prayer request off of her. She, she sure don't pray for me. And uh, she, she will every time. She will. That's, that's the three that get it. And, and that's it. There's no, there's nobody, there's nobody else. That's, that's, it's, it's, it's a closed equation. There's nothing else added into it. But I'll tell you what, we're living in a time until we need to open up our brains a little bit and stop having some little uh, private chapel services and start finding out what God really wants for this church to be. Hallelujah. My Lord, give me the courage to say what i got to say. Hallelujah. If we could just open up our eyes and start seeing what God wants us to do, if we could just see the potential and the power that God is given to the church and he's given to you and then if he's given it to you you ought to start using it amen hallelujah we're not just any church we are the church of god and if we are the church of god well lord have mercy we ought to show the world that we have got the answers we've got the power for them to have the answers they need in this place amen Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, the church that does not learn the lesson to open its doors, its doors, to allow the world to feel and to see the power and the move of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. They're going to die just like Aaron's sons died. Because God requires, He says, listen, hallelujah, listen, oh, I will be sanctified in them that come near me, hallelujah, and before all the people, I will be glorified. They can't come to church and feel like they're just isolated. Well, I'm not, I'm not, did you feel what you need? You, you got to, you got to feel out, no, but there's other needy people here that don't know how to pray. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. You're trying to hold on. And the only way you'll really hold on is opening up. Hallelujah. A clenched hand will never hold God's hand. Are you hearing me? A clenched hand will never hold God's hand. But if you'll open up a little bit with what God has given you, with what God has blessed you with, if you'll open up your soul, you'll see that God will give you a new world, a new future, a new power base. Hallelujah. Something precious. Something you've never seen before. Mm. Hallelujah. I mean, before, before I get off into Exodus, and I will be working Exodus chapter 15, and uh, uh, before I get off into Exodus, just let me give you a little interview, or not interview, preview, forgive me, uh, about Moses. You know, Moses is a very unusual figure in the Bible. He was born into a to a uh, a kingdom that the king thought he was God. Pharaoh means God, and uh, the Egyptians at that time they considered the Nile River to be the, the, the birthplace, the, the, shall we say, the mother god. And uh, uh, Pharaoh thought he was, he was the it. And so when, uh, when, the, when, the, when the Israelites began growing quite rapidly, well, uh, you all know the story. He went and told the, the midwives, they said, well, you know, murder the kids. And then I said, no, 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 we won't want to do that. So Pharaoh came up with the idea, so we'll just let God decide. We'll just let God decide. We'll throw the kids in the river. They can swim, they live there. God liked them. If they don't know how to swim, well, that's tough. The alligators eat them. So let God decide. It's just God with a little G, if you, if you know what I mean. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, if we could ever get a church that could just take the devil, hallelujah, and turn his tricks against him. There was a godly woman, hallelujah, she had a little boy. And she said, we'll just put him on the river. We'll let God decide. We'll let God decide. Pharaoh thinks he's the owner of the river. Well, we'll, we'll just put him on the river. Amen. And so they put the little boy on the river. And there came uh, Pharaoh's daughter, who is called the daughter of God, according to the historians. Her name is spelled V-T-Y-A. Have you pronounced that? Take your pick. She came down to the river. The daughter... Of the river. 
the daughter of God. And she came down there and she saw that little basket floating on the river. Hallelujah. So well, bring it over here. And so when they brought it over, I'll, I want you to know that who gave the name to Moses wasn't Moses' mother. It was Pharaoh's daughter. It was the devil himself, if I may say. We'll just put his name on as Moses, drawn out of the water. We'll just make him a little god. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. If you're here and you've never met up with God, ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost just now. Hallelujah. Ooh, and they took little old Moses, little God Moses, and put him in the palace and dressed him out like a little God Moses and taught him about little God. Hallelujah. And they raised him as a little God Moses. Hallelujah. But there was something stuck down inside of him that one day he stepped out of the palace. Woo! And there was something that started tingling down inside of him. Hallelujah. If you're here for the first time, it's time for you to step out a little bit, child. Hallelujah. Start walking out a little bit and seeing what God can do to you. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here. Hallelujah. He walked out and the first thing he did said, hey, I don't want nothing to do with this. Oh, he started feeling that move of God. He said, I'll make a clean. He killed the guy. Went out to the desert. But you see, there was a problem here. We've got to get the old Moses out of the new Moses. Hallelujah. He went down there and sat by the well. And those little girls that came up to feed their little sheep, they said, well, there's an Egyptian there. Hallelujah. You can't have the power of God moving on you if you still got little Egyptian clothes clinging all around you. Hallelujah. It's time for you to get up and start changing your clothes. Hallelujah. You say, well, when did he change his clothes? Will you just let a burning bush start moving around you and see if you don't move up? And God won't tell you you take off those Egyptian shoes. You take off that way of dressing. You're moving in onto holy ground. You're moving in onto holy ground. Hallelujah. Woo. Well, we still got the problem about his name. His name means little God. But after he took off his shoes and moved in onto holy ground, he began to say, well, who do I say sent me? Well, I'll give you a new name, son. I'll give you a new name. From now on, you tell him that the one that sent you is the I Am. So you're talking about a Moses who's called Moses I Am. You're talking about a John Bryden Lambeth who's got Jesus Christ attached on to the end. You're talking, you're talking about Loroko
Well, still got a problem about his speech. <laughs> he talks old Egyptian language. Moses said, I don't know how to speak this new language. I don't understand anything about this new stuff. I was raised in a palace with the devil himself. God said, well, I'll give you someone to talk for you. I'll give somebody to talk for you. Mm, I'll send you. Ooh, the Lord said to his disciples, said, when you're all taken before the courts, you don't need to worry about a thing. I'll give you an interpreter to talk for you. It was this Moses. It was this Moses that went back to Egypt and to bring the people out of Egypt. Now, if, if you really get off onto it, Moses had some kind of a fantastic, I don't know what you would call it. It's not a revelation necessarily, but there was something absolutely fantastic that happened. See, as Moses was bringing the people out of, out of Egypt, we all know the story of the bread. See, I want someone to grab on there chapter 14 there. Go over to chapter 14 in Exodus there. Uh, so we can get a little resume of what happened. It says, uh, I don't know who can resume that for me there. It said, uh, the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, it's tell, tell the children of Israel, uh, go and in, in, in count by the sea. That's verse uh, 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 2. And uh, verse 5, I guess we could go down there, and said, uh, and it was told to the kingdom of, of Egypt that the people had fled. Verse 6, it said he got his chariots ready and took his people with him. That was the Egyptian. Uh, verse uh, 9, uh, the Egyptians pursued after them. All the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and all his horsemen, they all went uh, and overtook them in camping by the sea. Uh, verse 10, uh, the children of Israel raised their eyes and, uh, uh, and behold, uh, uh, the, the Egyptians marched after them and they were sorely afraid and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. Uh, verse 13, I guess we could go there, said, uh, and Moses spoke unto the people, don't, don't, don't be afraid, stand still and see the salvation of God. Verse uh, 15, uh, said the Lord spake unto Moses, said, uh, well, well, why are you crying to me? Uh, but lift up your rod, uh, verse 16, and uh, uh, stretch out your hand uh, over the sea and divide it. And verse 19, and the angel of the Lord of God uh, went before the camp of Israel and divided and went behind them and caused a pillar of cloud uh, to come before them, divide between them. Verse 21, Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the, the sea to go back by a strong east wind all night long. Notice that word, strong east wind. Uh, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. Uh, verse 22, and uh, the children of Israel uh, went down into the sea upon the dry ground. And verse 23, and the Egyptians pursued after them in the midst of the sea. Verse 24, and the Lord looked upon the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians. And verse 25, and took off their chariot wheels and uh, they drove heavily so that uh, uh, they, they, they all fell in the sea. Uh, verse 26, and uh, the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea. Verse 27, and the, Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. Verse 28, and the, ver and the waters returned and covered up the chariots and the horsemen and the uh, host of Pharaoh. Uh, so there not remained not so much as one. Is that, is that more or less a, uh, 
a resume of what happened. That, that's, that's the story. You all agree? You all agree? That's the story. But here's what it happens. When you go over into chapter 15, there is a different look on things. Here is what I'm trying to get across to. This is what Pastor Hood did such a... Here's, so that verse, the chapter 14, is the story. But after the story is over, after it has become history, there's somebody that's got to step up. And the first one that did this in the Bible was Moses. He stepped up and he began to sing a song, one of those spiritual songs. And all of a sudden, he doesn't tell the story like it happened. The story changes in the song. The song is different than the story. Because all of a sudden, you don't have Pharaoh. You don't have certain elements. Moses began singing. He said, I will sing. And he starts singing a song. Hallelujah. He didn't stay just, uh, 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 how can I say? He didn't stay just focusing in on a little historic fact. He didn't stay closed in on just a history fact. He said, well, we'll just sing this one little song. We'll just tell it like it was yesterday. You see, Moses knew that there was going to be some days to come that somebody was going to have to get a hold of God. You see, faith cannot be selfish. Faith cannot be closed in. It's not just your boy that's lost. It's not just your son that's lost. It's not just your daughter that's lost. Somebody's got to stand up and say, hey, we've got to win the world. Hallelujah. Moses begins singing and his song is different than the story where it was the sea all of a sudden he changes it to the depths he don't even mention the sea of reeds anymore he don't mention the Red Sea anymore he said we're going to change this we're going to make it where it's any water don't forget that Moses came out of the water he said we're going to destroy this little baby once and for all you see certain things that the devil does they tend to crop up every once in a while you think you stomp it out over here and it crops up over there you put it out here and it crops up over there somebody's got to get a hold of God and got to have enough faith to move mountains even though they're not in front of you right now come on and so all of a sudden in verse 5 he said the depths covered them up and they sank to the bottom like a soul he said thy right hand wasn't it wasn't it the east wind that blew but all of a sudden he said thy right hey my God, you think that's big stuff. Well, he did that with his little right hand. You think that's big jazz? Yeah. It's time for somebody. <laughs> Teaching you how to avoid selfish faith. You got to move into a, another world. You can't just see just your little boy or your little girl. You gotta feel what others are feeling. You gotta see what they're facing. You gotta move out of the. Oh God. 
when I was a kid, my my dad was head and shoulders above every Brazilian that I ever saw. At that time, they're a little bit taller now, but in those days, dad was huge. They called him called him the Alemão, the German. And their dad, he's my dad. And I had the habit and the tendency of sharing my dad with others. I said, hey, did someone beat up on you? Just tell him that my dad's your uncle. <laughs> I may have told this before, but pardon my redundancy. I had just gotten my driver's license. And they were so new until I forgot him at home. And so I was driving down, just trying like this, you know, with my new driver's license. I didn't have them with me. And I got so excited until I went off on the wrong side of the road and almost hit this other guy. This guy looked at me and saw that I was sort of a kid. And uh, he tore out after me. I looked in my rearview mirror, and there he was, just with that little Volkswagen wide open. I was in a Volkswagen van. Stupid thing couldn't go. Just... <laughs> and it wouldn't go. I said, now what am I going to do? He kept on trying to pass me and cut me off, you know, trying to pass me. And I just kept on gunning. I said, don't, you know, don't, don't let up the guy that was with us. Don't let up on your accelerator, man. Just keep on, you know, if he's going to cut you and he's going to have it, he's going to get whacked. So I kept, you know where I, I went, went home. I mean, I was, I was, dad lived at the church then, and I drove like a mad maniac home. Let's not talk about driving. That car does drive nice out there, brother. I've already tried it. It goes from zero to a hundred in 4.7. I've already done tried it. And so I, I pulled, I pulled, I pulled into the, I pulled into the, into the drive. This guy, he jerked up right behind. And I ran up, and my dad was, he, he was, he was messing around with his rose bushes. He really liked roses and such as. And I ran up to dad. I said, Dad, Dad! And this other guy, he got out of the car. He's just a little shorty. I'll never forget it. When I looked back and saw him, I said, Man, the battle's over. And that little shorty, he came up running up there. He said, I want to take your kid to jail. He almost hit my car. And my dad was on his knees. That guy was pointing his finger at my dad. My dad, like Brother Howard said, my dad's eyebrows started turning white. When they start turning white, you're in big time trouble. And so he started standing up. And that guy who was pointing at my dad's nose, he all of a sudden was pointing at dad's belly button. If you can see it. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Moses realized that, hey, it's just not the Red Sea we've got to face. There's some other problems coming down the road. And if you don't recognize and realize and start putting it into action, into prayer, and realizing that it's not just a limited prayer. It's not just your little mother and dad. It's not just your little job. There's a world to be saved. There's sin to be put out. Hallelujah. And somebody, somebody has got to start standing up and saying, hey, you think that's big stuff? My dad did that with his right hand. You wait till his left hand starts into action. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. 
nostrils. Until the church realizes the power that's been given to us. Stop just living history. Start moving it into a different mode. What is that? The third dimension. Start singing a spiritual song. I said start singing a spiritual song. Put some prophecy into action. wasn't even mentioned anymore when Moses started singing his song Pharaoh wasn't he's already history man we don't need to sing about him he's already done we're gonna put in a new guy in this one and that's where all these others started showing do you realize that Moses started singing about the dukes of Eden and uh, the mighty men of Moab and then he started Moses started reaching into the future with his song we're going to sing a different song around here, baby. Ooh, Ooh I feel the Holy Ghost here. Ooh. Let me give you a word of advice. Quit praying so much about this present and a little bit of the past. You got some, if God don't come soon, you got some grandkids. It's going to show up on the scene. And they're going to face some problems that are not even down in the books right now. That's the reason why you come to church. You shouldn't keep your mouth shut. You say, well, pastor, you keep your mouth shut because I don't know the courses. I don't know anything you sing. I sing in Portuguese, so don't worry about my mouth. Hallelujah. But people are to come to church. You're singing. Ooh. When you start singing about the blood of Jesus, you're not just singing about it right now. You're stretching barriers. You're stretching horizons. You're expanding faith. Hallelujah. You're moving into a new mode. You're touching God from somebody that's not even in the building yet. I said they're not even in the building yet. When you start singing about Jesus and His redeeming blood, when you start singing about Him forgiving sins, you're moving into a new mode. You gotta get a new song, baby. You gotta get a new song. You gotta quit this selfish faith business. You gotta move into a building, a spirit, the building up a spirit of God. You see, Moses wasn't just thinking about what just happened. He realized that he's not going to be around much longer. Ooh. we got to move in to new area. I feel the Holy Ghost here. You know, God 
Ooh. God wants to give you a miracle in your life. But He can't do it. The reason why He can't, because you don't stop praying enough for little old frivolous things. You don't allow God to plant seeds for your answer down the road. See, there's some things that don't happen instantaneous. And God's got to move the little parts and pieces. That's the reason why Moses had to pray about guys that had never even met before. Why aren't you singing about Pharaoh? Pharaoh's past. There's somebody down the road. You're going to meet up. And if you don't lay the foundation here, you're going to blow it there. Ooh. You can have your little private church meeting if you want. This is why people get up and walk out of church. They say, well, we'll just pray at home. You're, you're beanie. You're crazy. Because you've got to get and start moving out of this little chapel mode. And start moving into real living church. Why, why he just blew his nostril. Ooh, The story has it there was an east wind. But Moses sang it as the nostril. God blew his nose. You talk about powerful business, honey. That's powerful business. God said, I want to dry up the sea, but there's no man that will ask me to do it. It's what he said in Isaiah. I want to dry it up. But oh, who will be the first one to say? It's not the Red Sea from last year. Oh, but I've got a problem here right now. Well, honey, just let me blow my nose here. And we'll get down to business. Roko shakatarayata. Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost here. Mm. It's also already been mentioned in this meeting about Hannah wanting a child. She came to God and she said, Lord, I'm tired of being beat down. Y'all already, the preacher already preached it. Ooh, shatala. But she started singing a song after it's all over. <laughs> when she started singing the song, the verses were different than the facts. <laughs> you see, her enemy or her problem is Peniel or whatever that woman's name, that witch's name. Mm. 
But when she started singing the song, ooh, she said in chapter 2, she said, My mouth is enlarged over my enemies. Enemies. You see, Piniel, she's already, she's already history now. I'm going to start singing a new song now because I got another enemy coming down the road. She said, the baron, not me. She didn't talk. She didn't sing about herself. She said, the baron. Woo. Sister, that's you. Oh, if you already got enough, you better move out of the way. Because Hannah prayed. She said, the baron hath born seven. One ain't enough. We'll just go for a full hand. Who knows Hannah sang her spiritual song for you? Who knows she reached? Who? Time to sing a new song, baby. <laughs> oh, time to put that face, pull it out of your pocket. <laughs> Stop clenching your fist. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> If God can give me one, he can give you two one, honey. If he can give you one, he can give him one. Lo, as we start singing and start praising God and start moving into a prayer mode where God can move upon his church, you would be amazed at what God can do. Sing, Hannah, sing! Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here. Huri hataya. Siri hitia. Things that you have not seen, 
But they are already there. Why do you disbelieve me? Why do you doubt? Don't you know that these things have already been done? In the name, in the name, I come unto you. Somebody's got to start singing a song. If you don't, we're going to die. We're too self-focused. Too much self-interest. Lord have mercy. God wants to give it to you. You got to change your way of praying. Gotta change your song. Sutia. You gotta change your song. You gotta change your song. 
Is there no man who's going to ask me to dry up the sea again? Sharahayetaya. Lord Amatayate. I don't feel authorized by the Holy Ghost to keep on preaching. Ooh, the Bible says that Jonah was in the well, the belly, the big fish, for three days and three nights. When you hear him talking about it, he don't talk about the fish. He talks about hell. God pulled me out of hell. power of God work those miracles way back there still the same today Jonah said I was in the whale he said I was in hell
right now church somebody move with the Holy Ghost right now thank you Jesus thank you Jesus just don't be in a hurry to get out from under this there is a witness of the Holy Ghost right now in this place to work a mighty work in some lives I believe the Holy Ghost wants to put a new song in some hearts here today Hallelujah. God wants some of you to quit singing about your past mistakes and your past failures, your past problems, and start singing about some future victories. Anybody want to sing a new song about your future victories? A future revival you're going to have. A future outpouring of the Spirit manifested in your life. Oh, God. Hallelujah. My Lord, my Lord, my God, my God, my God, my God. Oh 
fresh anointing Hear the Spirit calling The Lord will go before you into a greater power you've never known There's a new and fresh anointing 
presence of the Holy Ghost is ministering in this place. I would like for several of you preachers, if you will, to take this anointing oil. And let's anoint Sister Lambeth. This very faithful, courageous preacher's wife, missionary's wife, expends her energy time. I've been there, I know. She is suffering with a condition in her back that puts her flat of her flat of her back at times. Amen. Brother Paget, would you lead out, please? And with some of your brethren, let's anoint Sister Lambeth. Same God that healed her sister can heal her today. And give us a miracle touch. We need a healing. We did a miracle in this preacher's wife and her body. Let's ask God to work a miracle. Would the church family back us up right now? Would this conference pray? Let's pray the prayer of faith. God can give us a miracle in this body. Come on, saints. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Our God is able. Beyond the open door, there's a new. 